There's a whole crowd of men out there who need this. Welcome to the case study. This case study will be marked down in time. Known to all as the record keeper of the historic rise of the woke man. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, welcome, gentlemen. I don't know if any women will be listening to this, but quite frankly, I don't care. What I want is to see the change in man. Yes, that's hurt. The change in man. This is the Woke Man series, where you hear the stories of men who changed, who laid to rest their old ways of thinking, and who opened up and started expressing their truth. Revealing emotion, strengthening their self-awareness, and breaking free from the old paradigm of being a man. This is going to help men find the courage to open up, to break the shackles of toxic masculinity, and to guide them home in becoming a better man. Let's go. Oh, by the way, it's Luca. Luca Reedy from the Feeling Alive podcast. And The Woke Man is a sub-series. You're welcome. Welcome back to The Woke Man series. Ladies and gentlemen, tuning in from wherever you are in the world right now, this is the greatest case study on man where we're looking at the conscious journey of man, the individual journey back into their truth and how they went on that journey and what they discovered about themselves and what tools they used. This is it. This is the place that you would, would like to be right now if you are going through your own awakening or healing journey. Although we are all so very unique, we can definitely resonate with like-minded stories and use some of these tools and perspectives to help you on your journey right now. And today I'm with my fellow Canadian brother, Mr. Greg Biggs. Thanks for joining me, bro. Thanks so much. It's uh, such a pleasure to be here. It is, man. It is. First question for you: Where did uh, where, where did you grow up, man, and and where do you live now? Yeah, I actually grew up in Ontario, Canada, and uh, so happened to cycle back. I'm in the in the same hometown now, a little place called Cambridge, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Cool, man. Cool. And where have you been on quite a journey traveling? You were talking before you went down to was it Australia? You've been been everywhere so you've been quite a a bit of a traveler on your time yeah yeah i did uh australia was actually the first place um after i graduated it's kind of trying to figure out uh figure out my way and never really left the province um so i was like okay i'm just gonna pack my bags and and go and (laughs) kind of into australia did new zealand it was supposed to be a couple weeks and uh it just kind of like kept extending and kept extending. <laughs> um, Definitely went in the deep end there. Yeah, right. And you're just like, oh, well, I'm going down the bottom of the world. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I got to push my comfort zone in, in one way or another. So Good on you, man. Good on you. And, and how old are you now? Uh, I just turned 30. Ah, wow. You're 1990s <laughs> baby. Yeah, exactly. Me too, man. Me too. It's beautiful. What are you doing for a living right now? Uh, right now, I'm doing uh, coaching and consulting. Cool. So, for what? Uh, yeah, so I help uh, entrepreneurs. Uh, a lot of the times, it's yogis, healers, uh, and other coaches either get started or scale their business online. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of goes two-part, as I'm sure we all know that uh, entrepreneurship is the the greatest self-improvement program that we never signed up for so a lot of that inner work is mixed in there yeah personal development is like when you get faced with challenges and all these emotions and feelings come up it's like the perfect way to start seeing them hey yeah totally that's cool man do you love what you do yeah i mean it's uh it's it's so beautiful just to watch transformations in people's lives whether it's income or or just their their beliefs about themselves you know that moment when somebody sees themselves 
more so as they truly are rather than this distorted image that we tend to pick up as we're growing up. Mm-hmm, for sure, man, for sure. What's one thing you're really good at, Greg? I would say more than more than anything else, it's it's being present, listening, uh, and just holding space for someone. Uh, just listening to the things they're saying, the things that uh, they're not saying, and uh, just really understanding. Mm, that's what it tends to be a, a really similar quality amongst all like coaches or healers is that they're um, that's one of the strongest qualities that they they all say. It's interesting. Obviously, doing what you meant to do, right? Yeah, totally. Totally. And what's one of your biggest fears right now? If you were to tune into that, yeah. I would say right now the the biggest thing is just like kind of I kind of got to this place that I thought was going to be this like be all and end all mm. and once once I got there it was like okay there's I can feel that there's so much more and I can see that there's so much more and so it's just really kind of jumping off the deep end into a place that being seen even more so fully and just allowing myself to be seen to a a bigger audience. I feel like for me, a lot of the times I've held space as kind of like the lone wolf, um, especially with traveling so much, you kind of leave friends behind and make new friends. And so I think it's just kind of being seen more inside of that, uh, that global community and uh, yeah. And just kind of, where I'm going to end up next. Mm. What's so scary about being seen on a bigger scale? I think, I think it's just really the, the idea of, I guess. So for myself, like I've been very much like off of social media. I've tried to avoid it for a really long time. And so it was only a couple of years ago that I really started to like, make my profiles start to share my voice online. And so it's just kind of seeing how that's carried me so far and, and going to the next level, just, just, just being even more raw and and real with my gifts, I think is, is what's so, so unique is I, I've, I've always given permission for others to get their gifts and kind of position myself to be able to help them and raise them up. And so I'm at this point now where there's no, there's no more that I can just like keep raising people. I have to take it to the next, the next step as well. And that's kind of being really real with what, what I actually want, not what, what fits in the world, but what I actually want and who I really am. Mm, beautiful man that's a beautiful next journey for you i love that thank you what's one of your favorite quotes i would say right now the one that nietzsche's always been kind of the pivotal point inside of my journey uh studying philosophy throughout my life and so really just kind of playing that like what doesn't kill me makes me stronger inside of my head has been such a unique uh unique spin because on the surface it sounds really uh really trivial you're like yeah of course that makes sense Mm. but just understanding that that's really the basis of conquering your fears is being able to look at it and say, you know what, like you don't have that power to, to take from me. And so I'm going to continue to push into you. Mm, I love that, man. I definitely, whew, hot, that's such a like powerful perspective to have that look at that, that way to see adversity and challenge. Cause it's not going anywhere. Let's be honest. It's always mm. going to be there. So yeah, that's beautiful, man. What's a conscious man to you, Greg? A conscious man. I would say is somebody that is able to to work on themselves as well as hold space for others, mm-hmm. being able to be in touch with both their their divine masculine as well as that divine feminine. 
someone who's able to embrace their emotions and also able to rise to challenges and adversities and and face them head on Mm, beautiful man i love that what's one thing that challenges you right now Uh, i'd say the biggest thing that would challenge me is the being able to to show up in so many different ways to different people so a lot of the times it's been a one-on-one coaching and so really starting to be able to make that same impact inside of people's lives while still making that same growth and impact inside of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say that's my, mm-hmm. my biggest challenge right now. Yeah. What are you, what are you working on within yourself right now? I mean, you've mentioned a few things. Is there something that's like coming up where you're spending a lot of time focusing on? Is it that, that thing about like stepping into that next level of being seen or is there something? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just getting really clear Uh, for a long time. I've spent uh, avoiding the ideas of labels, you know, the, the concept that specialization is only for, for ants. Right. Mm. And so I've been able to, to wear many hats throughout my time, whether that's like jobs or, or different aspects. And so it, it's, there's a big difference between being able to do something and having this like soul calling to do something. And it's just kind of quieting the noise around all the other things to be able to hear that and embrace that. Mm, I feel you, man. Sometimes there's like so much reflection. You can just go into this portal of like so much reflection and like, oh, what am I here to do? What does this like really mean for me? What am I, you know? I I spend a lot of time there reflecting as well, man. It's, and I think it's like, it's necessary because I think we're going to change in every moment, you know, that experiences that we have tend to bring up new insights within, within ourselves and about who we are. And I think it's nice to have those moments where you got to like reset, you know, do you feel that way? Totally. A hundred percent. It's uh Sometimes we just get into the momentum of doing something and kind of forget that on the back end that we're growing and changing and evolving and we have to catch up with ourselves. Mm, so amen. I totally feel that. Amen, man. What does uh, unconditional love mean to you? Unconditional love being that we can we can hold space for the darkness. We can see somebody beyond the the physical or 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 one specific thing that shows up that we really like Mm. and being able to embrace somebody for all that they are the good the bad the ugly and and still still show up still be able to give in the same way and Mm. and receive in the same way Mm -hmm. so true i love that uh see beyond the physical to be able to see someone beyond the physical holy isn't that a bloody challenge? So, <laughs> like, I know people listening to this right now, you're like, that sounds like it's impossible. But I totally feel you, man. I totally feel that. And I think it's one of the greatest gifts when you can start doing that. Because, I mean, isn't that just ultimate compassion and empathy? She just like, you know, you are your experiences. Everyone's just acting from that, aren't they? Totally. Totally. Mm. And it, it, there's something so special when you you kind of hold that space and allow somebody to to put down their acts to put down the games or the the facades or the masks that they play and mm. just that moment where there's the space where it's oh i don't i don't have to continue this and then all of a sudden it's just like then you really see the truth and i think that's that's the power that really starts to change the the face of, of relationships of interacting of, of who we are mm, beautiful man last question for this section uh, do you believe in a greater power and what is that to you definitely um i i definitely believe that there's uh, a, a divine force a consciousness uh, a level of source that that permeates through all things and to me that that means that there's a purpose that there's 
um, a reason, a reason for being here, a reason for connecting, a reason for all the things that we're experiencing. And it kind of gives me the, the faith in myself that I am the same expression that you are and that everybody that's listening to this right now is. And mm. outside of this, this meat suit that, um, that we're here just as that source experiencing itself. Mm. Yeah. I feel that. How do you connect to that on a daily basis? Yeah. I, I think the, the fastest way is, just being able to see that any person, whether you're like earlier today, walking through the forest and uh, somebody's coming along the trail and meeting that person and taking that moment to say, Oh, like this is a moment, this is a teacher. And whether it's just a smile and a nod or a, a small conversation sparks, just being able to humble myself to realize that, if we're all source in expression, then every moment is a chance to learn. Even in this conversation here, um, just connecting with you, being able to learn like your perspective, your, your life experiences, and mm -hmm. just even through these questions. Mm -hmm. And so I find that's, that's how I, I connect inside of that way. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Let's talk about your personal journey now. And the first part of this section is, Explain what your life looked like as I use the term quote unquote un unwoke, unconscious, unaware. Uh, and how does that compare to who you are today? Yeah. Um before before reaching that uh that, that woke state, um I feel that a lot of a lot of my journey was very much battling back and forth with uh, with a darkness um, a darkness inside of myself and just really feeling almost to a, a point people pleasing and showing up as um, wanting to make everybody else happy which just depleted me and not really understanding this cycle and not being able to share not asking for help and and just feeling like really isolated in that experience. Mm. So what was that darkness for you? I think, I think very much the darkness was just feeling the feeling of, of not belonging, of not, of not being, not being seen or giving myself permission to be seen in that same sense. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Right. So, yeah. yeah. What were like? What were your um? In that sense, now how you compare that person to who you are now? How is that different to who you are now? Yeah, I feel like a lot of the times in the past it was very much this feeling of being more outcasted than. Um, anything else whereas now it's just understanding that there's a period of time between um place to place like the the journey between going from uh, canada to australia that's relatively lonely but once once arriving there knowing that there's a community and not continuing with that sense of loneliness just being able to to reach out to ask for help and and to mm. to to trust myself that everybody is human that everybody is welcoming and everybody's open to being able to connect mm. and accepting that wherever you are in your journey, that's just where you are at that moment. Mm -hmm. And where you said, you mentioned being a lone ranger, uh, a lone, a lone wolf, actually you said being a lone wolf at times traveling. Was that pretty much like your, your experience growing up? You were very much felt isolated and by yourself. Um, I would say yes and no. Uh, in a sense, it was uh, a level of self-induced. Um, there was this experience from a young age where 
I, I grew up in a, a Catholic school, and so I would learn the the Bible and and of God, and then in the the very next class, you'd learn about science and this Big Bang, and that always fascinated me. Mm-hmm. And so, this idea of understanding this greater purpose of life, like why am I here? What's 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 really going on? Like what is this place that we call Earth? And so it just kind of led me to an experience of like spending a lot more time reading books and um, just kind of figuring that aspect out, looking inside, reading and kind of like testing and applying those things, uh, which inadvertently uh, doesn't really leave too much room for other people on the the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that all like knowing what you know now and connecting back to that that younger version of Greg through that darkness, carrying that darkness, what was that attributed to? Do you know now, like why you were the way you were then? Yeah. Um, if I kind of look at this this whole journey, it was extremely useful. I know there was these group, I had two best friends that, that I had, and one was always always hanging out with everybody um, wanting to go on like, like, uh, like fun trips and, and, and things like that. And the other one, we would just kind of go off and like explore different places. And so I'd kind of cycle between those two. And I think if I didn't have that, that period in between where I would go inside and kind of look, I wouldn't have delved down, um, as much knowledge and kind of come to the place where I understand as much as I do now, um, being able to work from the inside out of problems, right? So whether that's darkness or, or a level of depression that kind of showed up a little bit later, um, but being able to kind of look at, well, here's, here's religion, here's the occult and here's like kind of my day-to-day life and kind of navigating between that, it just gave me that ability to, A, feel comfortable alone and not um, needing to fill that void with other people, um, which allowed me to then understand people in, in a greater way because it wasn't about my game or how I was showing up. It was just really being present and, and listening mm. and observing. Mm. The question that just comes to mind now is, uh, what is it in life that you're currently everything that you're doing, like everything that you're going through now and and all the work that you're doing on yourself, what is that preparing you for? Is there a goal that you want? Is there something that you're, a a desire that you're trying to fulfill? Every, all the work that you do on yourself. Yeah. I think, I think for me, the, the biggest goal that I, I, I can, really tap into is to be able to lay out some sort of a roadmap, right? There's, there's bits and pieces of information that, that show up in like, for example, the personal development industry, or you look in, for example, entrepreneurship or spirituality. And there's a lot of gold nuggets in the middle of each of those pieces. But a lot of the other stuff is kind of like fluff that, people get caught up in and and they don't make it to the gold nuggets. And I think for me, being able to see somebody that's in that, that depression and being able to say like, here's, here's the tools so that you don't have to, you don't have to fall into this, this perpetual need for, for sitting in therapy over and over and over or medication or things like that. But here's some tools that you can start to use yourself that might be able to alleviate this in a different way. Mm. is this like a handbook or something like a manual or how how would you bring it all together (laughs) i think ideally ideally i'd love to write a book um but i think ultimately my goal is to have like a a a center where i can bring in people and we can do like workshops like kind of like a community in that in that big sense where it's like hey come here's a space away from the hustle and bustle of life where you can kind of like let everything go and we can kind of like start to talk about these tools and and work with these tools. Mm, That's beautiful, brother. 
Beautiful. Uh, in that period of the younger version of yourself, what was the, the biggest vice that challenged you most in that period? The biggest vice was the, the idea that I had of myself, that, that self-image. Um, it, was, it wasn't a very good self-image. And so it kind of led me to uh, skewed actions in, in relationships or in, in talking to people or friendships. And I would say that would be... Like your insecurities. Yeah, yeah. And not really knowing what to do with it, just feeling like I'm stuck with it, mm-hmm. right? How, how did you learn what to do? What point did you learn what to do with it? Well, the there was a few like really key key parts that I would say inside of my journey. There was I started to get really interested in dreams and what like the dream world was, mm-hmm. and I'd started to read books that talked about like leaving your body and like exploring the dream world. And I was like, that sounds really cool. Like <laughs> I want to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And so that led me to understanding the the different brainwave frequencies and brain states. Um, but one of the biggest things was actually after high school that really solidified everything is kind of understanding how the mind works and personal development stuff. But I got to the point where I was like, okay, all of these things say that we have the ability to create our own reality, that, that we are, we are like the, the designers, the architects, the authors of this world, how much of that is true. And Um, It was actually um, a book from Sigmund Freud that kind of gave like this onion of layers of ourself. So on the like outer layer, it's the biggest section, but it's the um, what other people view us as. And then there's like a, a smaller inner layer that says what we see ourselves as. And then on the inside, the very, very center is um, who we truly are. Mm. And so a lot of the times we can never figure out who we truly are because we're so caught up in the way that other people see us and keeping up with that persona. Mm -hmm. And so kind of after accumulating the knowledge, I said, okay, if I let go of all of the people in my life, all of their perspectives, all of their, their, their ideas of me, then all I have left is my ideas of me and the truth. And so that was really what inspired me to move to Australia, the other side of the world where nobody knew me. And I said, okay, I'm going to figure out what out of all of this stuff that I've learned is true and what is BS. Is the spiritual stuff true? Is the psychological stuff true? Is the personal development stuff true? I'm just going to start to like gather up what the the winners of the split tests were. Mm, That's cool. (laughs) And to be true now from that yeah it's it's beautiful because there's there's so much that we are obviously the the creators of our reality and so when we start to look at it you you believe that now after all of that totally totally um but i would i would kind of put a caveat to that i would say that we're the co-creators of our reality because i feel like there's certain things that that have to happen. There's certain experiences that have to show up because one way or another, it's quote unquote, what we signed up for. Yeah. Right. Like there's going to be people that, that leave this world that we love. There's going to be moments where the relationship that we're in ends Mm -hmm. and no matter what sort of manifestation or, or, or techniques that we use, we can't really change that. And we shouldn't. Um, Mm, So it's like, there's, these things unfold naturally like there's things and you say we sign up for is just experiences in life that um at some level we've agreed to in order for us to grow our consciousness exactly exactly um there's a there's a fantastic book by uh neil donald walsh that kind of illustrates this it's called the little soul in the sun and uh it's just about uh, this, this soul that kind of figures out that he is the light and he's like, I just want to experience myself. And, mm-hmm. and God's like, oh, well, you, you are everything. Like you are the light you, you can experience. And so he decides to incarnate in earth. And he's like, I just want to experience myself as forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, I can't, 
you can't experience yourself as forgiveness because there's nothing to forgive. And so another soul comes and he's like, I'm going to come and I'll strike you down. And that will give you the ability to forgive. And you just have to remember that I'm doing this because I love you. Mm-hmm. And he says, you do that for me? Like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And so <laughs> it's super, super good. But I feel on some level that that's, that's the truth is I feel there's, there's some experiences that aren't going to be the greatest um, in the moment, but ultimately looking back, they're going to be those pivotal experiences that, that shape who we are and, and who mm. we become. It's beautiful, brother. I love that. What is, uh, in that same period that we're talking about, what was the greatest emotion that challenged you most? You know, you talked a little bit about uh, depression. Was it that or was there anger, anxiety, shame, guilt, fear? In, 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 the, weirdest, in the weirdest way, it, it was, it's always been curiosity. Um, I was curious why I felt insecure. I was curious why I was so depressed and that it was something that was natural. Um, I was curious why there was people in my life that absolutely loved me. And I had best friends that, that thought the world of me. And there was other people that I was like, man, they would never like me. But mm. <laughs> looking back, they were probably like, this guy's cool, but he doesn't come around very much. <laughs> mm. And so it was always just this level of, of curiosity that drove everything. Mm, interesting. Was it, what were you curious most about? I just wanted to figure out how it worked. Mm. I just wanted to figure out like what this, this place that, that I was in was all about. Like I had grown up, like my parents weren't like overly religious. Like we didn't necessarily go to church every Sunday, but they believed that I should understand some level of religion. And I think that just having the idea of, of a creator and, and this, this kind of like this, the story of creation, was so curious to me that there was something bigger than what we're experiencing and going through every single day. Mm. Um, and what really solidified that was <laughs> we had nuns that would come in uh, once, once every few months. And we had this really older nun that came in and she had a different story. Most of them would talk about uh, how like God was so wonderful and created all these things because he loves us. And, this nun was like, I'm going to tell you about the commandments. And if you don't listen to these commandments, you're going to burn in hell for all eternity. Here's me in like, (laughs) like grade three, like, Oh my God, what? (laughs) I got to figure this out. And imagine what she's thinking now. I wonder if she's shifted or changed or she's still thinking the same thing. It's very interesting. Right? Yeah. Well, we lived in man. And the, I guess what, you know, if we talk about um, this curiosity, is that something that you have, are using in your own journey now? Is this something that you use, you know, to figure, do you feel like you're here meant to figure out life? Like you said, this is handbook that you're, this book that you're, you're pulling together. Do you feel like that curiosity is one of your, your tools? I would definitely say it's, it's probably the most valuable thing that I ever stumbled across inside of the, the emotions. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Why do you think it's important? It's an important quality to have. I think that's, that's what kind of differentiates people like hearing you or people really listening to you. It's you just hearing somebody talk and waiting to, to, to say what you have to say or actually listening to what, they're telling you and where they're coming from and like feeling the entire expression, the emotions that come with each word, the story, the, the, the depth behind um, each experience. This is just the curiosity. And I think the more that you are curious about life, the more that life is going to be curious about you. Mm. That's interesting, isn't it? Uh, Whose love did you crave most growing up, man? Was it your, you know, was it your parents? Was it someone else? And and who did you have to be to get that love? Um, I think my my parents were always my parents were always there for me and uh, and showed that that consistent level of support, which 
I'm very blessed um, and feel very grateful for. Um, I think the biggest, I think the biggest level of love that, that I was looking for was the love of um, other people. And mm. I thought that through other people, I would be able to love myself. So I guess that's kind of a two part was like kind of that self love. Um, but all I knew it as was just looking for that acceptance and love from the outer world. And does that still show up today? Um, I would definitely, I would definitely say that's still a, a motivating force. Um, mm. Probably not, not in the same, same degree because I understand that people all have their own journeys and mm. it's not, uh, it's not really about me, but sometimes people are just projecting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely find that it's, it's beautiful to figure out new parts of myself to love, um, whether that's things that have been repressed or things that I didn't even know about myself, um, and finding ways to, to love that and, and to experience mm, that. I love that, Ben. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's definitely something that I think there's a few people out there that would resonate with that. I definitely have had that challenge as well, like needing the validation from others and, and that still shows up in, in aspects, but it's like the observation of it. And, and tell me if this is the same view. It's like the observation of it is, is, is where it begins to like transform that, that feeling because it's like, well, you know, once you see it coming up, you can sort of stop the behavior that used to motivate it from going any further. Is that, is that what you see? Oh, exactly. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's i think the biggest act of change is being able to observe it mm-hmm. being able to to catch those moments and to say like what why why is this coming mm-hmm. you know what where's like where is this coming from why why am i seeking this this sort of outer validation mm. yeah beautifully said what was the lowest point of your life greg and was suicide ever an option um the lowest point um was definitely there was the the brink of suicide. Um, it came somewhere between uh, like high school and deciding to to take action and, and figure stuff out. Um, it was just kind of I, I don't even know where it really came from. It was just this kind of this darkness was just creeping up more and more around me. And as like, as you go in, in high school, there's obviously tons of things to do. Like you're just kind of like running amok. You want to like <laughs> go and have fun and like go and party and, and things like that. But I just felt this, this kind of like this creeping in darkness. And it just got to the point where the only thing that I could do, I couldn't talk to anybody. I didn't feel like I could um, because I would just let people down or um, kind of conversely, if I started to talk about feeling really dark, that, that people would be scared of me or push me away or not love me. And so I, I just kind of, the only thing that really pulled me through was um, journaling and being able to write it all out. And I felt like it was like such a release of pressure just to get those words onto a paper mm. and um, being able to like see, like looking, like looking at the the story of just even uh, like Jim Morrison of the Doors, like just starting to see people who have battled with this kind of darkness and and transformed it into beautiful art or beautiful music, mm. and uh, just knowing that I could do something with it, that it wasn't it wasn't the end. Mm-hmm. I love that man. Thank you for sharing that, brother. I definitely feel a lot of people you know, can resonate with that. And there's a lot of people that have, a lot of men on this on this series that have responded very similar to you. And it's that it's that question whether people going through that, it's a question they whether they ask themselves, like, am I willing to go into this? Like they say the only way out is through, you know. Um, and that's going through that darkness, through those deep, dark thoughts, emotions, challenges, and realizing that there is a path on the other side and that's what i love about this question a lot is it's it can be quite uncomfortable but it also shows you that no one's really immune to it you know and some people are a little bit different with dealing with it than others but 
I really appreciate you sharing that, man. What what was uh what was the significant the the significant moment of awakening for you? I know you you seem to be quite a deep thinker and quite curious your whole life, but you you obviously weren't always the way you are now. So what was that moment that sort of shifted your path? Um, I, I really think that um, there was two, there's two significant moments, I would say. Um, the first one, I was really young. I was like seven. And that was when I kind of had the, I was laying in my bed and I was contemplating this was after, after the, the nun had told me about hell and, and all of these things. And I was like, what's right? Is science right? Or is like religion right? Like, how do I make sure that I, I don't burn forever? <laughs> and I remember looking out the window and seeing the moon. And I just had like this moment where I was like, what if the moon was Jesus and the sun was God and the archangels were the planets and the stars were the angels and all of it was just archetypes or metaphors. And it was just a story being told in different ways. Mm. And I just remember this chill came over and that's when I was like, okay, like that's when I wanted to figure things out. That's when I, the curiosity was really born is, can I prove this? Is this, is this true? And conversely, um, in just on the other side of my darkness was finding and reading through Frederick Nietzsche and having, having this, this philosophy book of a guy that's the most atheist person out there, this nihilistic person. I remember the moment reading the words where he's like, give yourself to the devil and like all of these things. And I like threw the book and I was like, whoa. And I was like, wait a second, there's something here. And reading through this, this completely opposite, there's nothing out there. There's when you die, nothing happens. You just go back to the void and that's it. Mm. It, it allowed me to step outside of the, the confines of religion. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the moment that everything else was still kind of playing inside of those realms of like, maybe religion is still a thing to understanding that religions have a purpose the same way that science has a purpose and the same way that philosophy has a purpose and being able to step on the outside and to look at that none of it's perfect. Science is not perfect. Like religion's not perfect. Like they've all got their flaws. And that was probably the most liberating and freeing moment because I was no longer defined by somebody else's ideologies or dogma. Mm. Yeah. I was going to say, it's so interesting that uh, Nietzsche was like one of your expanders because he was quite like, yeah, very much like, and he went through a lot of darkness as well. Like a lot, he was had a lot of darkness, and some people said he was, you know, borderline psychosis at times. So it's very interesting. But I think it's really cool to have that. Um, I mean, you probably read a lot of different philosophers now, and just seeing all the different perspectives. Do you believe that there's one one size fits all in life? Um, I I really I I truly don't. Um, I think that's that's the beauty of it is we have um, a level of free will that is how we want to interpret it how we want to interpret life and i think that's what gives the gift anything that gives us the ability to utilize our imagination i think and give us joy is the the best the best solution Mm, that's beautiful man i love that so you've gone through this awakening now and you know that at different points in your life how once you've sort of started realizing that there's you know more to you and there's stuff there that you want to unpack and you're curious about you know the depression and that that state that you're in what did you go on a healing journey on that point from at some point in your life and and what was the best modality that you used for you um yeah i i definitely went on a very a very long uh healing journey. And a lot of it was, was meditation based, um, was being able to, to like still the world, to silence the world. Um, and 
kind of go deep inside and and face it do the the shadow work as it's as it's popularly called now um but that just kind of gave a lot of experience for me to to get away from other people like in australia that was the most like pivotal pivotal moment for me was being in my own space not knowing anybody and like really defining who i am and who i want to be and that just took a lot of like going inside and instilling the world, stilling the thoughts or just watching the thoughts and being like, well, why are you, why are you saying that you hate life and you hate yourself right now? Like, where is this coming from? And, mm. and just kind of like listening to the chatter that happens all the time inside of my head. Mm. And I think inside of all of our heads. Right. Mm. But uh, just Wait. listening to what's the background noise. Is that because you said you were journaling a lot? Would you ask the questions and then journal on it, or would you sit down in meditation, ask the questions, and when you get out, journal on it? How was that? Pro what was that process like for you? Yeah, I, I tried both directions, and I found that the most effective way for me was to ask the questions, go into meditation, and then journal. Um, I found that it allowed me to step outside of like what I want the answer to be to more of an expansive look mm, beautiful man beautiful what about your friend group how's that changed as you've changed yeah it's uh it's it's really beautiful there was a large period of time where i <laughs> i'd sold everything i'd sold everything a few times in my life and <laughs> i was like anti-money and i was like i'm gonna live off the land and <laughs> do my own thing <laughs> And it was cool. And so I met a lot of uh, fellow hippies in that journey too. Yeah. Um, and then kind of realizing the point where I was like, well, if I don't have money and I'm not doing anything, then the corporations are still like going to be doing what they're doing. And so if I have money, I can actually start to like create more influence in the world and uh, like my buying power is probably the best vote that I could ever make. So where am I spending my money? Where am I making my money and what am I doing with it? And so then it kind of shifted more into those with like entrepreneurial mindsets and, and these desires to, to make change and, and to grow. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, man. It's, it's a, um, it's a beautiful perspective that you had there is like, now okay i need to make money because what happens if i don't have money i can't do anything with it you know you can't you sort of it is the currency right now of change isn't it totally um how would you say you look at say your you know i i totally resonate with how you say you live off the land and and you and you're like i'm, I'm done with this and how would you say you view the world now what what's what's important for you right now yeah um i think the the two most important things for me right now is to be able to i see a very bit a strong call for being able to to give power and give attention to the divine feminine um, both in ourselves um, and in the the outer world um, so kind of seeing that empowerment coming back um, cause I feel like that's a huge changing force is restoring that balance. And the, the other would be that I'm, I'm helping to empower people that are creating change. It's kind of like working with leaders who are working with others so that the ripple effect can, can amplify. Um, yeah. yeah. I love that. It's beautiful, man. What part of your conscious journey are you most grateful for? I would say I would say that it's it would have to be that 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 period of darkness um there's been several of them and I feel like that's when the most change has emerged inside of my life and of course in the moment I was definitely not grateful for it in the slightest but um I can see that it, it truly forced me to 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 take a look at who I am, how I'm acting, and who I'm becoming, and and figure that out. Mm, I love that, man. It's very empowering. It's a very empowering way to look at things. I think 
And uh, I definitely feel strongly about other people seeing that for themselves, like having that quality before they have to go through and learn about it themselves. It's like, here's a lesson. You know, Greg's talking about it. Luke is talking about it. There's multiple people talking about it. And having that mindset before you go out there into this world is is going to make it significantly easier for you to understand those challenges for sure. Uh, the last question for you, brother, before we wrap up, what's one tip that you would give your old self who's just starting this journey? Um, no matter, <laughs> no matter how um, evolved or spiritually advanced you feel, always <laughs> meditate. <laughs> Sit down and meditate. Like that's funny. That. Yeah, that that I'd say I, I've tested that over and over. I've meditated for hours. I don't need to meditate now. And then months go by, and I'm like, "Why is my life a mess?" I'm like, "Oh, I need to just sit and chill." And so I, that's what I would say. Never too good for meditation, eh? Yeah. Amen to that, man. I appreciate that. Well, brother, thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure getting to know you and to share your story, man. And I appreciate the time that you've given to share it as well. Thank you. Yeah, Luca, I am so appreciative and, and grateful to be on such an amazing, amazing podcast. And I feel like what you're creating and you're, you're giving to the men in this world is incredible. And I think you are, you're creating such a powerful wave of, of the next generation. And so thank you so much for, for your time for for bringing me on here and for what you're doing no oh, thank you brother i received that and when you if you come out to vancouver let me know man we'll catch up yeah it sounds good i love it thanks everyone for listening if you do want to reach out to each of us you'll see the in the show notes our instagram handles and contact details but just keep going one step ahead of the other you know how it is much love And just be I got love in my eyes Bro, I can't see I'm gonna be who I'm destined to be Wokeness is taking my old self away Yeah, I put love into me I'm spreading that love Yo, don't you see Grab your cacao and drink it with me Cause wokeness is taking my old self away Woke man Wokey woke man Woke man Wokey woke man Woke man Wokey woke man Bring love and just be Woke man, wokey woke man, woke man, wokey woke man, woke man, wokey woke man, bring love and just be.